There it is. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We got another fun-filled episode for all of you. And uh, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and play the intro. You all do not want to miss this. The Insurance Pro Show is a podcast for agents who want to grow their agency and be titans of the insurance industry. Learn from a panel of experts who share their agency struggles, their experiences with the nation's best carriers, and share the marketing secrets that successful insurance agents are using today. Now, here's your host, the Insurance Pro, James Sias. All right, there it is, all you insurance pros out there. Let's dive into another fun episode. But before we do, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review and help other like-minded insurance agents find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in the podcast rankings. I will sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, I would love to have you on and learn from you as well. Go to www.insurancebroshow.com slash guest to schedule your time slot. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media at Insurance Bro Show. Ladies and gentlemen, we're super excited and honored to have another incredible guest on the Insurance Bro Show. When it comes to sales, we often find that a lot of agents don't have a problem generating leads. That almost seems to be the easy part. So why are so many agents sales suffering? The secret is in the follow-up. And our guest today is the follow-up queen. Our guest works with professionals like you to teach how to implement effective follow-up strategies and systems that will improve sales performance, increase referrals and retention, and most importantly, strengthen customer relationships. Whether you want a workshop for your team or individual coaching, you'll be hard-pressed to find a better mentor than today's awesome guest. She's a national speaker, coach, author, and award-winning business owner who uses her skills to help entrepreneurs and business owners create those systems and empower them to be great at sales without seeming salesy. You'll not, you will not want to miss today's episode. Joining us today from Follow Up Strategies, welcome to the show, the talented Wanda Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, Wanda. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us today. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here. And that I've never gotten that kind of a ovation. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we're excited to have you on. We know that we can learn so much from you. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, how you got started here, uh, you know, well, as a follow-up queen, as, as the follow-up guru, uh, what got you to this point? So I had a 25-year corporate career, and I was a business banker, and I spent a lion's share of my career managing SBA departments, and I managed departments that did $100 million plus in annual loan volume, so there was a lot of production there. Well, they're government loans and and I just realized that the only way to stay on top of that is through systems. Mm -hmm. And after managing SBA for about 15 years, I was asked to consider the position of branch manager and I was ready for a change. So I took it, which put me into sales. And when I realized how critical follow-up is to the sales process, my systematic brain kicked in and I develop systems for following up on the prospecting side. And then there's an extension of following up, which is called staying in touch, better known mm -hmm. as relationship management. And so I developed systems for after the close of the sale so that I didn't lose my relationships that I put so much energy into um, developing. 
And then the bank I was working for was acquired after 25 years. I mean, I was the last bank that I worked for in my 25 year career was acquired. And it was in 2009. And if you remember where the economy. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. And I was a senior vice president. That's where the economy was. <laughs> That's right. And um, we weren't we weren't the lead bank. I was a senior VP and you know how that story goes. And a friend of mine just suggested, why don't you try speaking on politics? I was very good at it. And I didn't realize that was anything special. And she said, you know, she told me that a lot of people, she was an entrepreneur and she said, a lot of people struggle. Why don't you speak on what you do? And I said, really? And she said, yeah. So I thought, why, why not? And I did learn very quickly that in general, people really do struggle. Mm -hmm. And then it's just mm -hmm. evolved into coaching and speaking and, you know, corporate work. And here I sit today, uh, what, 11 years later. That's awesome. That's a great story coming up from just out of corporate. And then now you primarily, I mean, this is all you do. You coach people, you teach them all the follow-up strategies and systems and everything that you do. Yes, I am a one-trick pony and everything centers around follow-up. I love it. I love it. So while you were there at the bank, did you actually develop those systems or did you have like somebody that, that told you, Hey, I've never even, honestly, I don't know. I mean, they, I was sent to some sales training classes, but follow-up was almost an afterthought, you know, it's just not taught. And, and no, mm -hmm. I just have a very, I can create a system for anything. <laughs> it drives my husband crazy, but um, I, I truly can. And when I saw the how critical it is, no, it just, you know, it, it came to me and in some trial and error and, you know, to the point where I got it buttoned down to a really good tight system. I'm your huckleberry. So when it comes to those, uh, the follow-up, you know, we, we know that follow-up is important. And, you know, I'm an agent myself and I've fallen to this, you know, many, many times. I'll make the first phone call. I might make the second one, you know, the third one. But after a while, it's just like, you know what, maybe this person doesn't want to hear from me. What did you learn over uh, your career and what do you teach people that, you know, makes that difference, that gets them over the hump to say, you know what, I just need to continue reaching out until they finally buy? Yeah. So really uh, take in that the fact that 80% of sales are made between the fifth and 12th contact. Okay. But that research tells us that only 10% of people make three or more. And mm -hmm. I believe those statistics wholeheartedly because you, you use the word number three. Yeah. And that's where people stop because they don't know what to do. And just because a prospect doesn't respond after it's three contacts doesn't mean anything. But what happens is the salesperson will assume they're not interested. They change their mm -hmm. mind. They went with somebody else when really underneath that, uh, underneath those assumptions is fear. Yeah. Fear of being uncomfortable, fear of being pushy, fear of not knowing what they're going to say. So fear is a huge reason why people don't follow up or don't stay the course. Absolutely. That is so true. I mean, it's, it's fear of 
annoying the customer. It's fear of, you know, maybe it's a fear of rejection and internal fear. Um, what are the most common fears that you've recognized that you that you've seen in entrepreneurs and how do you help them overcome those fears? So there's three common fear. The three top fears are first of all, fear of being uncomfortable because if people aren't used to doing their follow-up work consistently, it is uncomfortable, but it's mm -hmm. only in the beginning. And to, you know, I always say view follow-up as a muscle. The more you do it, the more developed it gets, the stronger you get and the thicker your skin's gonna get. That's true, so yeah. You have to be willing to be uncomfortable because to get to any new level in any area of your life, you, you, you can't stay comfortable. That, right. That's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing but expecting different results. It's not going to mm -hmm. happen. So be willing to be uncomfortable. The next fear, as I mentioned, is fear of being pushy. I hear this one all the time. It makes me crazy because there's a negative connotation about following up. And honestly, if your job is to bring in sales and you're not following up, you're not doing your job. And when somebody's not doing their job, they're actually being unprofessional. And so your job is to follow up and show that prospect that you're interested in, in knowing that you're going to make a difference for them. And so when you stop following up it, because you're afraid you're going to be pushy, you're not giving that prospect an opportunity to work with you and you're not giving yourself an opportunity to bring in that sale and to support and serve that prospect. It's a so disservice to both them it, and to yourself. It is. It's a complete disservice. And people in general are really bad. Old research used to tell us that 48% of people never followed up. And I never agreed with that statistic, <laughs> but always thought it was so much worse. And newer research. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, newer research is telling us that 79% of people never follow up. That I'm on board Not with. even once? That I'm on board with. Yeah. Not even. It's worse. It's so much worse. It is so much worse. 79% yeah. of people don't even follow up one time. Yeah, that's how bad it is. And I mean, think about... The, the people that you've talked about, that your interest has been piqued in what they do, so often people don't follow up. It's more don't than actually do. Mm -hmm. And so if you will create the right mindset and keep your fears at bay and not let them be the driving force, there's so much more opportunity because people don't do it. And so stay in the game. Your insurance is a longer sales process. Mm -hmm. you stay in the game. Stay with that prospect. Don't quit on them because you'll leave a much better impression than the person who follows up one, two, maybe three times and then drops the prospect. Absolutely. Okay. So that first fear is the fear of being uncomfortable. The yeah. second one is fear of being pushy. What's number three? It's the fear of rejection. The two-letter word that so many people don't want to hear, and that's why they don't follow up because they're afraid the prospect's going to say no. But understand that being told no is part of the sales process. Nobody can be in sales and never be told no. So, in fact, there's been research done that shows the most successful salespeople get the most no's because mm -hmm. they make more calls than most people. Right. And no is actually good. No is not where the pain is. The pain is in the ignore. I'll, I will take a <laughs> no over and ignore any day of the week because when somebody tells me no, I know where they stand. 
So if you'll take on the mindset that when I'm following up, I'm looking for one or two answers. I'm looking for a yes or a no, because that, that's what keeps you moving. When you go mm -hmm. into the ignore phase, you got to follow up still. But, you know, it's, it's just it's different than knowing exactly where the prospect stands. So what does it mean when somebody says no? You know, it, it, how do you help somebody who has that fear of rejection uh, and they, they are hearing that no? What does it mean for the salesperson and how can they push past that? that barrier, you know, it's, it, it could be something that, you know, it's really traumatic for whatever reason. Like they just have this, this crazy anxiety, you know, when they hear that, no, they just, you know, freeze up and they, they can't think of their objections or they can't, you know, come up with a reason why, like, what does that no mean to a salesperson? How can we get around that and past it? So when the prospect tells you no, it either wasn't the right time or the right fit. And that's it. And, and so that pre helps you from not taking it personally. Mm -hmm. it, it's not about you. It's just it wasn't the right time or the right fit for the prospect. And when you're talking to prospects, also just believe that and, and accept that not everybody you talk to is going to be interested in doing business with you. Ah. Okay, but your job is to find the one, the ones who are interested and to right. get to the ones who are, you're going to come across people who aren't. And, and Very true. no is good. I, I don't mind no at, like I just said, I mean, no is not a bad word. It's not your betting. That's when you're prospecting, mm -hmm. you're betting. That's what you're doing. And, so you know, in the follow-up. In the follow-up process, if you get that no, do you do you stop there or do you continue to follow up with a different approach? Well, if a prospect says no, like especially in your industry, if a prospect says no, uh, and you really actually got to know them and maybe they decided to stay with the company they're with and they're not going to change, and you really developed a relationship with them, you know, I would say, would it be okay if I stayed in periodic touch? Because if they change their mind at some point down the road, you want to be the first person they think of. But if, if you never, if they never hear from you again and they change their mind, there's a really good chance they're not going to remember you or have mm -hmm. your So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> there it is. Yes. So, um, but then there's prospect, you know, you don't do that with every single prospect. If when prospects tell you no, then, you know, I definitely let prospects go and I just move on. But there are some people that I do want to continue to stay in touch with because I really enjoy them and, and, mm -hmm. and don't want to let that relationship go. Yeah, it makes sense. It sounds like you're really talking about businesses that uh, have that relationship. So this might not be something that would work uh, for, I don't know, somebody's trying to sell a product and they get, you know, they get put into a funnel when they click a link and they just get like these automated emails. That doesn't seem to be what you're, what you're focusing on more like, uh, insurance. Like we talked about real estate agents, CPAs, uh, especially here in the financial industries. Uh, what other industries do you go do? Do you see that, uh, that use these services, uh, they use your services for follow-up? Oh, it's such a wide array. I mean, everything from a network marketing person up to a top 
financial advisor and everything in between. Because if you have relationships and one of your responsibilities is business development, bring, um, bringing in sales, you got to follow up. You have to know yeah. how to follow up. It, it's a fundamental in the sales process. But, you know, I call it the neglected fundamental. And um, so you, it just makes business so much easier when you follow up and are good at relationship management. Absolutely true. So you've been doing teaching follow-up, you said, for 11 years now. Yeah. What are some of the major lessons that you've learned, like, in 2020 where everything changed, right, that, that changed the way that you did business, uh, you know, the 10 years prior? Well, follow-up doesn't change. I mean, the way I, it's, it's changed for me because I'm a speaker. So mm -hmm. obviously I'm not speaking in person anymore and everything's on Zoom. But follow-up doesn't change. You know, if I, if, if I get a prospect or a lead, I still follow up in the same way in, in, in spite of COVID. So, so nothing's really, so the things that you teach are, are still the same. Like nothing's changed as far as the, the follow-up is concerned, what about for you uh, in the way that you uh, get new customers or get new referrals or anything like that? Has anything changed there? No, uh, yes, and but for the better, because now that everything's uh, online, all networking events, conferences and that, it's opened up the whole country, possible world if I wanted. Mm -hmm. uh, for my prospecting pool because I don't have to worry about travel. It doesn't matter. I'm speaking in Maui next week. I wish I were there but, you know, <laughs> Maui next week. And I, but I don't have to go there. They, I don't have to worry about budgets and, and mm -hmm. all that good stuff. So from that standpoint, it's changed. That's how I get my leads is through speaking. That's the avenue that I go down. That's awesome. And so you've, you've developed it. I mean, you get those leads through speaking and how do you get those speaking engagements? I do so much cold calling. You wouldn't believe it. So and, it's okay. Yeah, so you're following, your, you're following your own strategies. I do. I do. I do a lot of cold calling. I get, I, for the last five years, I've spoken on average 60 times a year, which is five times a month. That's a heavy speaking load. Mm -hmm. And yes, I have a good topic, but that's not why I speak so much. I speak so much because I follow up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've had, I've had a, two very um, well-known coaches say to me, you've got to come up with a program that teaches speakers how to get booked. I said, I already have a program. It's called How to Follow Up. <laughs> It doesn't matter what industry you're in. Yeah, it doesn't. Because I'll have organizers say, oh, my gosh, Wanda, we love your topic. We definitely want to book you. And after eight follow-ups, I finally get booked. You wow. know, and it, and it just shows you, you, can't, you can't quit after a couple tries. Because you're yeah. leaving, people leave so much business on the table. And you said in the intro, you, you said something about you, the um, – the easy, you're, you know, you're doing all the prospecting and lead generation and people view that as the easy part and follow up is the heavy lifting. Right. And it's backwards. You, you take so much time, energy and effort to get a lead. Follow up's the easy part. All you have to do is pick a phone up or <laughs> email. You don't have to go anywhere and spend money and time. And, but that's 
that's how problematic follow-up is for so many people. Yeah. It, you know, I've been saying it, Miguel. Huh? I've been saying it. So you're basically saying it's, it's the other way around. It's the lead generation. That's the part that, I mean, it costs money, right? We always talk about the the cost of acquisition for every customer. How much time and how much energy and how much money does it cost you to acquire each customer? It's the follow-up, though. That should be the easy part because at this point, either you've already got the lead, they've already shown interest, uh, or you develop the relationship or whatever the case might be. It's just a matter of, like you said, picking up the phone and, and continue to do that follow-up. So in that case, what are your three... Uh, top marketing tips, or not marketing tips, but your top follow-up tips, how how should people really be following up? And, and like, how should they, how often should they? What are your top follow-up tips? Well, first and foremost, you have to have a CRM in place because mm. it stands for Customer Relationship Manager. If you're trying to um, function without a CRM, it's just so much more difficult things slip through the cracks, you forget, it's scattered, it's unorganized. So first and foremost, you have to use a CRM. And secondly, the most effective and efficient tool we have is the phone that's used this way. You know, not <laughs> not um, this way? <laughs> no. Because I can cover with you in a five-minute conversation what could take four emails in three days. Mm -hmm. And you're going to tell me things on the phone that you will not tell me in an email or a text. And the, there is so much fear around the phone. I could do a whole presentation on that because people are so afraid of the phone. And you know why? Because the, the skill of communication is being lost. Mm -hmm. It is not just yeah. the millennials. Millennials get really a bad rap. It <laughs> is all generations. Because so many people are just communicating via electronic means. Yeah. And, and, and uh, that's why there's such a fear of the phone. And the phone is so powerful. It, it's just the best tool that we have. And, you know, people say, oh, nobody answers their phone anymore. I've heard that a million times. Come on. Nobody on planet Earth answers their phone ever. <laughs> I mean, come on. See, you're laughing. That's such an absurd statement. But people say it and they believe it. Yeah. Uh -huh. Oh, hell no. <laughs> now, I'm not going to say that you don't get voicemails because, of course, you do. Mm -hmm. But it, it's people do answer their phones. Yeah. I mean, I definitely ignore phone numbers that I don't recognize most of the time but every once in a while it's like i think that call might be something that i need to answer and i'll just you know go ahead and answer it so yeah. it does definitely happen so crm is your tip number one use the phone is your tip number two is there a third yes you've got to make follow-up a priority you, you know people <clears throat> and this sounds like such common sense but it's not because people waste time on low level, low priority, busy, comfortable work before mm -hmm. they do priority work, which is the important work. And why? Because important work typically is uncomfortable work. And yes. so they'll just fill their day, busy, busy, busy. You know, you've heard that a million times. I was so busy, but I didn't feel like I got anything done. Well, right. get your important work done and you'll never feel that way again. But it's again, remember the willingness to be uncomfortable. 
So you, you have to make it a priority. You know, people say, I hear this a lot too. I, I don't follow up because I just don't have the time. I'm too busy. I've heard it. A million yeah. times. I never, ever <clears throat> believe it. It's not about. That's an excuse. It's a total excuse. And really underneath that excuse is a fear. There's some kind of fear that is driving the decision not to follow up. And, mm -hmm. and when you say, I don't want to follow up today, in essence, what you're saying is I really don't want to work on bringing in more sales today. Because oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Nailed it. Because Nailed it. prospecting and lead generation, that does not bring in business. It plants the seed, but mm -hmm. what brings in business is follow-up. Yeah. That's, that's what brings in business. Absolutely true. And you you brought it up. Yeah, you said it at the beginning of the show. You brought it up again. It's that uncomfortable. It's that unwillingness to be uncomfortable, that fear of being uncomfortable. Uh, I got a good friend who always says that uh, the measure of success in a person's life is commiserate with the uh, with the number of uncomfortable conversations that they're willing to have. So, uh, you know, when it comes to that follow up, it is, you know, it could be uncomfortable conversations, just putting yourself in a position to have uncomfortable, you know, to be uncomfortable, but success is always on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. So I love that, that you, you brought that up twice. And, um, I love that. Use, use the phone vertically, right? We're always using it horizontally all the time, but use the phone vertically and, and that can make all the difference in the world. That's fantastic. So Wanda, over all these years, over, you know, everything that you've, that you've learned, what are some of your top um, books, mentors, or podcasts that you've listened to that have helped you uh, continue to develop your strategy and become the expert that you are today? Oh, Brian Tracy really has had an impact on me, and he did early on, so even in my banking career, but I just love his style of commitment and dedication and not giving up, and he's, he's so successful um, I, I love his work. So Brian Tracy. Yeah. Yeah. And he's an old, you know, he's an oldie. <laughs> he's not, you know, he's not obviously a new up and coming guy, but he's just, there's just certain areas in life that nothing changes, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. dramatically. And so he was a really big influence in, in my climbing the ranks in, in the banking world. And then from an entrepreneurial standpoint, I've just had three really great coaches that have been very instrumental in helping me get to where I am today. Because, you know, there's no, I was a total fish out of water. I, I got into an industry that I knew absolutely nothing about. And then to go from a compliant corporate soldier <laughs> his entrepreneurial world um i needed help <laughs> so i solicited some some a few great coaches that you know i'll forever be grateful for so yeah. nice nice yeah. very cool very cool well Wanda, it has been uh, such an honor and pleasure to learn from you it really has uh, i'm definitely taking away some things um Three things that people are afraid of is being uncomfortable, 
afraid of being pushy and afraid of rejection. Uh, and your top three tips, I love this. Keep a CRM, use your phone vertically, and make follow-up a priority. Uh, Wanda, if anybody wants to work with you to get that one-on-one coaching or to get workshop coaching for their sales team, how can people best get in touch with you? The, uh, at my web, through my website, followupsalesstrategies.com. They've, they've got all my information there. They can contact me there, schedule an appointment, call me. Yeah. Perfect. And uh, don't forget to follow her also uh, on Facebook at Follow Up Sales Strategies. Wanda, thank you so much for uh, spending the time with us. Again, learned so much from you and uh, definitely ready to implement a lot of these things for everybody else listening. I hope that you all gain some value from this as well. Great. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. All right. Again, thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to please subscribe, rate, and review the show, especially if you listened to our awesome guest today and got some value. Uh, be sure to leave us a little review, uh, comment, and uh, don't forget to follow her uh, at Follow Up Strategies on Facebook and on our website, uh, www.followupsalesstrategies.com. Uh, if you want to be a guest on the show, go to www.insurancebroshow.com slash guest. And don't forget to follow me on all my social media at Insurance Bro Show. That's all we got for you all today, everybody. Thanks as always. You rock my socks. You have my heart. You have a nice day. Thank you for tuning in to the Insurance Pro Show. James is the CEO of the Pipeline Team of San Diego and is always in the market for top talent. If you're an agent looking for a place to hang your license, visit www.pipelineinsurance.com backslash agent opportunities or send an email to newagent at pipelineinsurance.com. Look for James on all social media at Insurance